First of all, man, appreciate you coming on our show, man. We watched your career from start to finish. But uh, we appreciate you being on the show and rocking with us, bro. I appreciate being here, mm-hmm. man. Uh, definitely been following each other's careers pretty much. But, uh, man. <laughs> when you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Oh, man. I'm Honestly, not, y'all not gonna remember this though, man. We played y'all at the pyramid. Y'all all came down. <laughs> Again, the pyramid. The pyramid, bro. Oh, Summer, Summer League. League. We did. We sure did. Joseph, we were saying you're in It's, it's Battier. Battier just said that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> y'all all showed up. Y'all wasn't supposed to play. It's me, Gilbert, and Trey. Y'all showed up. Y'all too. I think uh, Corey played in it and L.O. played in it. I don't Ooh, know how damn. y'all all played in there. Y'all was like. And Keon. Like, and Keon. Just, y'all like, had your whole that. team. I think the only person that didn't play was L.O. And y'all, man, y'all whooped our ass, man. We, I was yeah. like, damn, I had to go back to the drawing board after that. <laughs> uh, that's crazy you say that, because Battier just said that. I got all of them on tape, on VCR tape. That's what's crazy. You gotta go back and look at it, because yeah, y'all, 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 y'all put it to us, man. <laughs> oh, I yeah, think we lost by like 20. Hey, Summer League, they told us to just do y'all. And they was like, oh, so we can shoot all the rock? They like, yeah. Boy, we came out shooting everything, yeah, taking yeah. turns. Drop, take, yeah, drop, yeah, what? drop Q, drop D, <laughs> alley oops, all sorts of shit. That's crazy, man. Yo, 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 we live on location, still down here in the MIA, yo. But today we had to get with one of Sag Nasty's finest, y'all. We got Saginaw, Michigan in the house. We got a Michigan State legend. We got an NBA legend. We got one of the best dunkers in the history of the game and one of the baddest boys to get busy on the court. My brother, Jay Rich, in the building. What's happening? Presented by Sleeper. Sagnaw, Michigan. Sag nasty. Yes, sir. Straight up. Arthur Hill. What made you go to Arthur Hill? Well, that was uh, only two public schools in actually Saginaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. Saginaw High, which is where Draymond went. Yeah. Uh, a little younger than me, though, but then you had Arthur Hill. Uh, I started at a Catholic school. Um, didn't work out there, and so I decided to go to Arthur Hill. They had another guy there named DeAndre Hewlett, which was a, a dog, man. He was a beast and wanted to play with him, man. He wanted to play with the, one of the best players in, in, the, in, in the city, so that's why I went to Arthur Hill. Mm. So why you didn't go to the rival? I wasn't really that type of dude, man, to go over there, man. You have to pick one or the other, and, and my uncle lived right around the corner from Arthur Hill, so. Oh, okay. I was already at the Arthur Hill, and then, like I said, DeAndre was there, Saginaw Highway had their thing going on, so. Yeah. That's why I went to Arthur so Hill. So you couldn't jump over the fence, No, nah, I couldn't jump over the fence, man. <laughs> hey, you averaged 25 and 13. What was it, your sophomore year? Yeah, so junior year. Junior year. Yeah. Junior that was, year. That was, see them rebounds, though? Huh? You know what I'm saying? That was rebound. Yeah, that was rebound. <laughs> it, was, it was rebound because I couldn't dribble or shoot at the time. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, and at Arthur Hill, once DeAndre left, he was six, seven, six, eight. Yeah. I was a center. Yeah. So I, I was Damn. always out jumping everybody, catching lobs, um, just doing whatever it takes to win games. So that's why them rebounds was up there. I was catching a lot of tip dunks. When did you get your first dunk? Yeah, I was just saying. I got my first dunk in the eighth grade, man. Mm. Going into the eighth grade. Was it in the game or, or was how it? How tall was you then? Was it just, you know, how we out there and we Yeah, we it was just one of those dunk. things right there. I was out there at the park just wearing up, just playing around. Went up there and went dunked. They're like, oh, shit. Let me ask you this. Did you start off with, with tennis balls, volleyballs? 
basketball, Damn man. Bas- it's for a basketball, first. real basketball. Because I started off, I was dunking them tennis balls. Then yeah. I went and started dunking the volleyball. Yeah. How tall <laughs> were you when you first dunked? I was probably like 6'3". Mm. Damn, so in eighth grade, you were 6'3". Damn. Yeah. Damn. 6'3". Yeah, him and Corey was different. <laughs> they were both, that, that's crazy. When did you know that you was one of the best players, not only in Michigan, but in the country? Man, when I went to uh, ABCD camp, my first time, man, I went there. Um, they put me with a whole bunch of guys that was kind of lower. I was on the lower end. Nobody really knew who I was going into my junior year. Went out there, and I think I was averaging like 18 or 19, and then uh, made the All-Star game. But Michigan rules, we couldn't play in the All-Star game. But it just kind of put my name on the map, knowing that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What What the hell Man, was Michigan, the rules? Michigan back then had some of the craziest rules. We couldn't play 80 miles outside of high school. That was us. We couldn't play outside, um, out of state. So we, we couldn't play any of the Chicago schools. Sometimes we couldn't even play some of the Michigan schools. They were so far away from us. They were us. so far away, Couldn't yeah. play in All-Star games. And it couldn't play on national television. Mm. I made McDonald's All-American my senior year, and I couldn't play in the game because my high school team was still in the state championship game. So I didn't even get to play in the McDonald's game. That's cold, That's crazy, crazy, man. But I went, I went to the game, sat on the bench, got all my gears, and had all the experience and stuff like that, man. But, but you just couldn't play? Couldn't play in the game. If I would have played in the game, I'd have been disqualified from my state tournament. Come on, man. It's crazy, man. What in the hell? That's crazy. They just changed the rules, like, literally, I think, a year ago, where now they could play outside the state because they've been they've been losing a lot of kids to prep schools because yeah. of these rules. They want yeah. their national attention. They did yeah, that in the absolutely. St. Louis, East St. That's Louis, crazy. The Illinois area. Like, in <laughs> Illinois, we couldn't go 100 miles outside the state yeah. to play, so we couldn't. They couldn't go all the way across the country and compete for a national championship and yeah. play national champ- yeah. teams because we couldn't go to these tournaments. Well, when you restricting guys, especially now that the way, you know, high school kids are getting recruited and the way they're playing, you almost hinder them in a sense when you have these types of rules. Yeah. Like, they cheated you out your McDonald's yeah, experience, yeah, bro. Like, that's crazy. that's crazy. How many other before, like, you can lie, practice lie, that's crazy. Couldn't practice none of it. Dunk contest couldn't do any of that. Like, that's crazy. Man. He's a dude that would have won the dunk that's contest. That's one of the premier events that you show your talents Absolutely. that you can, at the time, you could have went straight that's out of high school. Wild. You could have did anything. <laughs> yeah depending on your McDonald's game. Like, yep. I knew that going into my McDonald's game, like, yeah, this it. Yeah. Like, I got to show it all. Right, <laughs> right. And they take that experience from you. That's crazy to hear. That's, That's the wild, first time bro. we have heard that. I, yeah. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, and, and so over the years, they had lost a lot of guys. I mean, you can even go down to, you know, Flint guys like Miles Bridges. He transferred and went to Huntington Prep because of these rules. Mm-hmm. I had a nephew that he was top 15. He ended up going to La Lemire. So mm-hmm. a lot of kids started leaving the state of Michigan because of these rules. Yeah. That's, I man, listen, I would too if I know I'm about yeah. to lose out on everything, everything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Tell us about the rival in high school and how intense it was f- for you to play in that rival. The rivalry between Arthur Hill and Saginaw High, man, is uh, it, it's something that you just can't explain until you experience it. Unless you was there. Unless you was there. Um, unfortunately, that rivalry comes to an end after this year. Uh, after 105 years, the schools been playing against each other mm. because the schools are actually combining mm. next year. They actually combine to go so into the school. So they're gonna be a powerhouse. Gonna be a powerhouse. Oh, but uh, you know, back then, you know, I think my senior year, it was crazy. I was talking to somebody. I had just got inducted into the Saginaw County Hall of Fame for Michigan. You got to be so many years removed from playing sports. But my senior year, we had, I think it was 12 D1 players on the court between the two schools. Mm. 
you had two NBA players and three NFL players all on that court my senior year. Who were those guys? So uh, the pros was myself, Anthony Roberson. Okay. I love The NFL players was uh, Lamar Woodley, Charles Rogers, who's a number two player in the draft in 2003, just passed a few years ago, my guy. And um, man, who am I missing? I think Ron Stanley, who had a, uh, I think he played, he played that year. He was in, uh, he played for the Jets for a few years. Mm. That's crazy. Tell us about the Eliu in the in the rival game that everybody. Yeah, so, man, so you tell did us, some tell, digging, man. Tell, tell us how, how the crowd, because I did it with a rival school, but yeah. we merged my sophomore year after right. my sophomore year. So tell us how the rival was and how hype it was, how everybody in the city is coming into this gym, and you get. Alley-oop, a famous alley-oop at that. So the game was so big because we had so many players like that. We had D1 players, like I said, some pro players. So they didn't have it at the high school. They moved it to our Civic Center. Mm -hmm. So the Civic Center, the high school only hold like 2,000. Civic Center hold like eight. And it sold out. They were scaffolding tickets and everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big game. All these top players, I get McDonald's nomination that day. So it was a big thing in the city. And mm. so um, game was going on. It's, a, it's heated, it's rivalry going back and forth. And I'm running down court, and I, I'm got this lane, and I'm pointing up my head and my, my my hand up, and my teammate, point guard, he just threw it three quarter court, just threw it in the air, and the coach, you can see him on the side, like, no, no, <laughs> no. I, mean, I mean, the game is close, and I catch that mug and just boom, I rocked it down, and they had to stop the game because people was coming on the court like it was Rutgers, bro, <laughs> and so they keep on uh, talking about this dunk, and it's been going on for years, but it's just one of those things that. You always remember from the rivalry of the two schools that you know half court court in front of eight thousand people almost. Straight up. How was it to win, Mister Michigan? Like you know, Q ain't never won in his state. <laughs> oh but, damn! You damn, know, how Q. was it for you to win, Mister Michigan, for your state? It, it you was know? dope, man, because we had a guy named uh, Lavelle Blanchard that was kind of the number one player all through since the like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. And um, I just kept on getting better every year, better every year. And then my senior year, my coach is like, you know what, we gonna play everybody we can within our, the radius of the 80 miles. Mm -hmm. And so we played on the west side of the state against some Grand Rapids teams, went down and played some Detroit teams, went way up north and played some teams way up north just to get my name out there. So um, I credited him for helping me get my name out there and, and got some more votes for that. So it was cool when, you know, the war happened and I was announced as, you know, Mr. Basketball, because those guys that won that award, it was like Chris Weber, yeah, Shane Battier. Yeah. The year before me was Dane Fife, who went to Indiana, was Dane a really good Fife, shooter. Yeah. They had some top players that, you know, won that award in the state of Michigan. Straight up. Could it have been any other team outside of Michigan State that almost got you? It was Michigan, man. It was Michigan. I grew up a Michigan fan, believe it or not. Yeah. Bad five, like Bad everybody five, else, you know it. <laughs> And the crazy part, C. Webb used to come up to Saginaw a lot. He had, I don't know if he had family up there, but he used to come up to church on a Sunday. And I'm talking about like every other weekend he was up there yeah. coming to hooping. So I became a fan of Michigan during that era. So it was almost Michigan. My family was Michigan fans. I was a Michigan fan. But it was something about Michigan State, man, that it just felt right. Just felt right. How was it when you first met Izzo? Izzo was, he was crazy. <laughs> he was fired up, he was crazy, he was hungry. You know, the team they had, man. You know, I, I met Izzo, I think my sophomore year. Did Kareem, uh, was Kareem there? Kareem was the head, yeah, he was the head right. recruiter for me. <laughs> that sideways yeah, yeah, right. yeah, Coach Kareem, man, that was my guy. He was yeah. a big part of the reason why I went to Michigan State, but 
Iz was always honest. That was the thing about him, man. And, and it was just always good to talk to him, especially even after all these years, he's really going hard at my son right now, trying to recruit him. And it's still <laughs> the same thing. He's still honest, he's still up front. He's still that, that same type of person. I've known almost 25 years now. Coming to the, the Big Ten and you know the history, they just came off a championship. How did you feel like your first year, like how your game matched up? Cause you know, it's like you taking another step up once you leave high school. Yeah. Cause it ain't about you no more. It's right. like a whole, you gotta start all the way over right. <laughs> and build all that rep back up once the season started in college. Yeah. So for me, uh, it was an easy transition because they was actually the final four the year before that. Yeah. And I know when I went to Michigan State all the time, Mateen told me, you coming, we're gonna win the championship. Yeah, he won. I won. As a freshman. freshman. Oh, yeah. won. Yeah. He, he was on the freshman. Team. I was on the freshman. I was on the freshman. I was on the freshman. So the new sons yeah. on the freshman. Oh, so you, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. was on that team. You oh, came in feeling like golden. Like, nah, yeah, no, nah, I was, I had to work. I had to work, but it was just, you know, he was telling me this, and you know, he he was like a big brother to me as soon as I got on campus. He's like, where your locker room? I was like, I don't know, next to mine. So he just like took me under his wing. And for me, it was to have this guy that was an All-American player of the year candidate who was gonna be an NBA player. Yeah. That was big for me. Cause I, w I was always a hard worker, but then I messed him and it made me even work harder because he just, he just always wanted to get better. And he just took me on his wing and like, we'll go work out before practice. We'll work out two hours before practice. Just going at it, going at it. And then Michigan State practice, that's another three yeah. hours almost. Yeah. And you going at it, going at it, going at it. And for like two or three weeks, me and him just going and doing that. And I'll go to practice and you can't mess up as a freshman at Michigan State. And Izzo was on me. Yeah. You goddamn tired, you, you ain't <laughs> never playing. Like, yeah. I ain't making no excuses. Yeah. And he get a hold of it, and this is crazy, he get a hold of it that we working out before practice, he pulled me into the office and apologized like, I had no clue you and my team was working out like that. He said, but y'all gotta stop. <laughs> we need y'all for the season. I need yeah. you to be like, you gonna be a big part of us playing. Yeah, cause you was the missing piece, it's coming back. Like, yeah. You was the missing piece that they needed. Yeah. Like, uh, you got them two veterans yep. right there. and. That young blood come in and yeah. use the, the missing piece that they needed. Yep. How how was like Mateen Cleese? Like he's a, a unique Motivation guy. With yeah. Mateen. You, know what I'm with you gotta tap in you with him. You wanna win, tap in. Like just him. Like he always had a bright personality. His leadership is up with some of the best of them. How was he like that whole year? Like how was he leader-wise that whole year? He, he was, like I said, he was amazing that whole year because he just led. Um, and it was a tough year because he ended up breaking his foot like halfway yeah. during the season. But he kept on being the leader. He kept on motivating people. And, and Mateen have a way with doing that to people, inspiring people. Um, and then he backs it up with his hard work in his play. So it was good for him enough for us to be around him all the time. Even when he was hurt, he was still motivating us. We still gonna win, we still gonna do this. And so he just kept on encouraging us and uh, motivating us to, you know, till he finally got back and we just kept on rolling. How was Mo Pete in you? Cause Mo Pete is basically your position. Yeah, I play basically the same position. How was Mo Pete influenced? It was just him and his professionalism. Like, and at an early age as, you know, being young, he was just always doing the right thing, never arguing back. Too Always cool. on time, too cool. cool. <laughs> and so it took things from him too also because 
his shooting, how he came in the gym and shooting. And so that that's one thing I took from Mo was I was always going to the gym and shooting because Mo P was doing it. That was one of the biggest reasons why I went to Michigan State because of those two dudes. I knew they both was going to the league. I wanted to get to the league, so I was like, man, hey. Watching everything they do. Watch everything they doing. I'm going to, whatever they doing, I'm doing. Yeah. Tell us about the run in the tournament. It's your first time in the tournament. And, you know, we watch, everybody watch the tournament. You know, if you don't watch all year, you're going to watch the tournament at least. How was the steps, the games, the mental, the arenas, the fan base that you seen Michigan State coming with? How was all that? Crazy, man. Like the first the first round was pretty much easy. We, we knew we was going to blow the teams out. We was the number one seed. Second round, we played against Syracuse with Eton Thomas and mm, Big oh, man, Eton, stronger. Stronger. Yeah. <laughs> we barely getting by them. We, yeah. I mean, we Luckily, that we two, played. Three zone. Yeah, the two three zone. We played in Detroit, so we had our home fans behind us. So that was luckily then. And then the next game is against Jamal Tinsley, Michael Marcus Pfizer, hey, Iowa State. People sleep. Yeah, man. Pfizer that year, those man. couple years in college, and then Tinsley too, though. Them man, two they boys. Were tough. Was tough. <laughs> we barely squeaked by them, but that energy, man, is just unreal. Mm-hmm. And your focus and attention to details, man. You make one mistake, you know, in the NCAA, you know, that could lose a game. You get popped. Mm-hmm. You done. You out. Yeah. And so you have to be almost perfect. You have to do everything right. You have to go get all the 50-50 balls. You just have to do everything right to continue to advance in the tournament. Like, you a freshman, you know what I'm saying? And you a part of it. Like, what was that like? What was that experience when the confetti coming down? down? <laughs> like, from that part to, like, Man. getting back to campus, to the parade. Crazy. Like, tell, take me through all of that. Like, Man. you a freshman, Crazy. just was shooting high school hoops. Now yeah. you a national champion. You know, you, you first you win, man, and, and you just going crazy because everything you did, you know, we had 5 a.m. workouts. And you remember all this craziness you went through. We had a we had a practice where we were, you know, shoulder pads and helmets because we got all rebound, bro. And so, <laughs> what? All, man, we just remember all the crazy stuff you went through that, that year. <laughs> yeah. And it came to, you know, you win in the championship. Yeah. And then you, you get back on campus when you land at the airport. 5,000 fans there cheering you on. You're going to the parade, you're going to parties. Everyone on campus know who you are. Yeah. You want to get back to that. Yeah. After that phase away, you're like, okay, we got to get back to this. So going into that summer, it was easy for me to work because I wanted to get back. Tell me about the football helmet and padded practice. <laughs> what the hell? Y'all got your ass kicked on the rebounds and then he was so, pissed? Yeah. <laughs> so at Michigan hey, State, bro, you don't out. get out rebound. And so that year, we, we led a nation we were like plus 16 or 17 in rebounds, bro. And we played against, I think it was either Iowa or Purdue. And yeah. we got out rebound by six. And he was calling, you soft motherfucker, you wait to practice. <laughs> yeah. and we like, God dang. We go to practice, bro. And this shoulder pads and helmets in the lock, each body, everybody locker. Everybody like, what the hell going on? <laughs> Assistant coach, Mike Garland come in. Y'all put that on, man. Y'all, y'all put it on. We gonna see who will hit today. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro. So we got this drill at Michigan State called a war drill. It's anything goes. You gotta get the rebound, bro. You don't give up an offensive rebound, but you better get that rebound on defense. Oh, yeah, that's great. you throw the ball up, and I mean, you grab, you holding, you trying to do whatever. Man, we did that drill for about an hour with a, with shoulder pads and helmets on. It was one of the best practices I ever had, bro. Because you realize, like, dudes really wanted to hit each other. And it was like football on that basketball court, man. <laughs> One of the best practices I ever had, man. Oh, man, I wish I would have been able to see something like that. <laughs> well, I know he loves Zebo the next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gonna absolutely. He's going to get them boards. 
how did you look forward to after y'all won a championship that next summer coming into? I know Izzo leaned on you because you have the experience. You have the experience that none of the rest of them really can have on this team, and you got to be a leader right. as a sophomore. So how was that summer going into that? How motivating was that to to get to the next summer to be the leader? I was really motivated, man. You know, coming back knowing that I was gonna have a starting position, I was gonna be the man along with Charlie Bell that we had to take the team back to where we just came from. How was it, uh, <laughs> this is my guy, man, I love him to death, this is my brother. How was it when y'all got Zebo on the team? Ha <laughs> ha man. Michigan State and him and Izzo. <laughs> man, Zebo, man, I'm telling you, when Zebo got there, man, we instantly clicked, man. We yeah. was, like, every day we was hanging out, we was together. And with, you know, being Izzo being so fired up and Zebo so lax and chill, man, it actually <laughs> brought Izzo temperament down a little bit because Zebo just always was cracking jokes without even trying to. <laughs> Zebo was just hey. naturally funny for no, you know, he would just say something, you just dying laughing. It's like, he looking at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but that was just Zebo, man. And, you know, he just, he just brought the morale on the team up because of who he was, man, yeah. and just, the type of player he was too. What made you make the decision to come out after your sophomore year? Man, this story right here I wanna tell is one of the reasons why I have a close relationship with Izzo. So after, um, you know, having a successful year, you know, I was second team All-American, all this stuff, I go into Izzo office and I'm like, hey coach, I'm getting a lot of agents calling my parent, my mom, my uncle. Uh, they tell him I'm an NBA player, you know. He's like, ah, right, Jason, let's, 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 let me figure it out. I have some connection with some GMs. Uh, I'm gonna call some people and we were talking next week. Yeah. He called me back two days later. He said, man, come meet me in my office. So what's going on, coach, what you hearing? He said, man, everything I'm hearing, you're a top five pick. You can't stay here. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking like I'm shocked cause I'm like, I'm really torn between leaving and staying. You know, we have Calvin Tober coming next year, Allen Anderson coming mm -hmm. next year. We gonna have a good team the next year. Zebo was on the line. I knew Zebo was kind of going to leave, but yeah. um, he was on the line. But <laughs> for me, it was like my mom wasn't really sure because she always, you know, I was her first kid to go to school. She wanted, you know, roses, senior night, all this stuff like that. But when that came back from Izzo and I went back and talked to my mom and he's like, it's my time now, man. I'm top five pick. Yeah. Can't get any better than that. Yeah. That's why I respect Izzo for that because most coaches be like, hey, man, we got a good team. We could do yeah. it again. It won't hurt to stay one more. Right. Uh, he was like, you got to go. There's nothing else I could do for you here. Mm, and that's, that's why I respect that man to this day. Nah, How many great. workouts you have? Man, oof. it's Golden State, Memphis, Atlanta, New Jersey. I think that was, that was it. I had four workouts. Yeah, y'all was in the same boat. Y'all was, you know, eating dinners and just doing the <laughs> interviews, really. Y'all ain't, ain't crying like real ones, you know what I'm saying? I had like 16, 17 Ooh. workouts flying all around the country. Wow. People trying to get me two, three times, show up the day before the draft. Talk, nah, that's Ooh. how they do you did when you, you in that middle. Where draft. did you think he was going, though? Where, where did you think he was going? Man, honestly, I thought it was going to Memphis. But at the time, it was transition from Vancouver to Memphis. I really wanted to go to New Jersey. I think they had like the seventh or eighth pick. Mm -hmm. um, but Memphis had the sixth pick. Why you want to go to Jersey? Cause they Jay Kidd was there. Kenya was there. They needed a two guard. <laughs> I mean, they had Kerry Kittles, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking like Jay Kidd. Jay Kidd. I'll jump right out the there. gym. Yeah. That's the one for me. Him. He, man, he, what? Man. And I'm telling, I'm telling Byron Scott, like in the meeting, like, hey, man, I, hey, I'm really going to come here. What y'all do? This and that. I knew Memphis wanted me. Memphis telling, throwing salt, talking about he wasn't that good. And they, I worked out from Memphis like almost three times, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And they telling everybody this and that. And then draft day, I had no idea Golden State was going to pick me. It was just out the blue. I was shocked. I was like, You didn't work out for him or not? I worked out for him, okay. but I, I thought it was like, okay, whatever. I was going to Memphis. And they was like, nah, come on over here. I was like, cool. You went to the draft. Yeah. So take me back to that, man, because that's what, you know, we all grew up watching. Right. We got our family there. Like, take me to when they called your name, especially being surprised, not knowing it was about to be that Golden was State. Crazy, man. Like, just take me to how you felt, like, sharing that with your mom, you know what I'm saying, and your family like that. Yeah, so, you know, going in into the draft, I had, you know, I actually worked for five teams. I had a workout with Atlanta. I had a really good workout with Atlanta. But they made a, the trade to get Sharif, and they switched their picks, and that's how mm. Memphis ended up getting Paul Gasol at three. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I go, so we go to the draft. I knew it wasn't going to be Atlanta. Chicago had fourth. They was doing Tyson and Eddie, so the, the two high school kids. Mm-hmm. And then so Golden State come up. So I knew I was anywhere from five to eight or nine, whatever it was. And so I'm sitting there, I got my daughter and my uncle sitting, my mom right there, Coach Izzo is there, my stepfather there. And I see in Krista Chan, she's whispering to uh, somebody else, like he's over there. And they literally caught me out surprise. And so I'm, I'm literally, that my uncle right there, I'm up. punching him. Yo, I'm going to go and stay. He's looking like, what are you talking about? I said, man, I'm going to go and stay. <laughs> With the fifth pig, go stay slay Jason Richardson. And they just, it's a big bear hug because we surprised. Like, I, I'm really surprised I got picked by Golden Stouts. Bear, bear hug my uncle, bear hug my mom, my daughter crying because she's like, what's going on? She's going crazy. She's like two <laughs> years old, but uh, it's the greatest feeling. You go across that stage, man. That's when you realize you achieve your goal. When you say, you know, Commissioner Hand was David Stern at the time. Now you in Golden State, it's your rookie year, a whole nother level up. And how would you feel like you did your first year in Golden State? I think I did really well, man. You know, coming there, you know, we was, I was young. I think I got thrown into a starting position after like the third or fourth game of the mm-hmm. year. They're losing franchise. They're trying to come up. Mm-hmm. Then Troy started, and then towards the end, Gilbert started. Yeah. So I think we we started creating something that was going to be special, especially, you know. Who was that in front of Gil? Mookie? Mookie no, was um, Gil. It was actually Bobby Sura. Bobby Sura was in front, in front of, of Gil. Yeah. yeah. Mookie actually got kicked out of practice and never came back. We ain't yeah. seen Mookie no more, man. Wow. He's like the second practice, but. Okay, um, I remember Gilbert walking up to him and man, he got fucking Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that Mookie sound like Gil. That sound like Gil, man. You remember your first All-Star weekend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You remember that, right? We played them in the rookie yeah. sophomore game. Yeah. Yeah. He got MVP, but he wasn't supposed to because they started double teaming me in the second half. I had like 21 on my first half on that. Yeah, they feel it. They feel it. And we came out, we played too cool in the second half. That's what happened. Yeah. They said they got serious and yeah, we got yeah. some boys. I'm we like, y'all, we need to be turned up. Yeah, we still party. party. <laughs> Man, I was so salty. Uh, uh, they they double teamed me. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, they they started like, yeah. but talk about that week because you won dunk contest, you won MVP of the game. Yeah. Just talk about. How you went into the second half of the season, like just that all star experience. Cause again, that's just like the draft. That's something that we watched forever growing right. up. And that's something that we was all dumb excited to be a part right. of. So talk about you, your experience there, and you know, walking away with some trophies too. Yeah. So for me, all star weekend was like everything, bro. Yeah. I mean, since I was a kid, I wanted to be in the dunk contest yeah, before I wanted to be the... in the NBA. Yeah. I didn't know you had to be in the NBA to be in the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. So I've been practicing dunk contests since I was five, six years old on the hanger on the side of the rim with the socks. I've been, right. ah, I've been Dominique Wilkins. So right, right. once the dunk contest happened, that was easy for me. Uh, they asked me to be in and I said, no. <laughs> Getting in with them. And then after you did all that, I was like, that was a great decision. 
So that was easy, man. You know, winning the dunk contest, going out there and, and you know, having a big game and the rookie challenge, getting the trophy for that. And so when you have like that type of experience on All Star Weekend, man, rest of the season a breeze, bro. Yeah. Like it just it's easy now. Yeah. You just cruising, you just going out there and hooping now, and that's how it felt that whole second half of the year. Coming off Vince Carter doing what he did two years ago in the All Star game, and you coming into the new era by going between your legs whole another way. How was that for you to bring a whole another dunk to the game that haven't been done? It was actually. It was Gilbert, ideal actually. My last two dunks, my dunk <laughs> contest was from Gilbert. Yeah. He was telling me, Gilbert always had these crazy ideas. You know, I was like, always, like, always got the plan. Always got something going on. He's like, why don't you do this? I'm like, Gil, I can't do that. So the first dunk contest, I kind of practiced that dunk. I could do that. That was easy. But between the legs from behind on the side, that was the first time I made that dunk. I tried mm. it two times. I said, well, once I get in a dunk contest, drilling, pumping, yeah. go be easy. And so... I did that dunk. I think that was the only time I ever did that dunk. I couldn't do it again. That was dope. <laughs> hey, tell me about this, because I know Gil a fool. How much did Gil remind you in Golden State that, that him and RJ put you and Zebo out in the tournament man, in college? all the time, man. <laughs> all they the lost time, to them man. in the, in the yeah. final, final four, huh? You know, Gilbert, he always got some type of scheme going on. He's like, oh, we just watch y'all. All we gonna do is overplay. He had about nine steals that game, yeah. though, because he overplayed every play because we were so... This is what we go run. Textbook, yeah. Man, he had about nine steals, about 20-something points. And he brings it up every chance he got. <laughs> that whole them first year. You know we whooped y'all. <laughs> Gil, I got a ring. What you got? Y'all yeah. got whooped next round. Speaking of Gil, another thing I want to ask you about, but speaking of Gil, tell us about how you seen he uh, went from not playing to getting playing time and doing very well. Because, you know, when you get in this, you know, you're a second-round pick, you can get that money right, right away, like Carlos Booze and a lot yeah. of guys. You don't got to wait Mike for it. Mike boy. But to see him instantly go to Washington and, and turn into Hibachi, Agent Zero, like, how was that for you to just see how he elevated to all-star and all this stuff? You know what's crazy? If you go look at Dame Lillard, Trey Young, Luka, I'm trying to think who else is like that. That was Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. They didn't know what he was. He wasn't a point guard, but he was too small to be a shooting guard because shooting guards back in the day was our side. Yeah, He exactly. post up. Yeah. He wasn't that. So he was, Gilbert is what the point guard is today. Yeah. yeah and just imagine what he was era, doing back was, then. Yeah. Just imagine if he was in this era. So for him. Because he was know, going against the grain shooting going his against the grain. Shot. He yeah, was just he too cold. They he couldn't was that stop good, him. man. The dude, the one thing Gilbert don't get enough credit for was how hard he worked. Yeah, he worked his ass off. That's what man. I said. He stayed. In the he gym worked his ass. He stayed in the gym. This dude was constantly in the gym, like yeah. all the time when he wasn't playing, and that was my guy. So really? I'm in the office every day, like, yo, y'all got to play him <laughs> for the whole season. I'm telling the GM, yeah, y'all got to play, play him. Y'all got to play him. They finally let him play, and he just takes off. Yeah, but they just for the first. Three months of his career, nobody knew what he was. Yeah. Because point guards back in the day was the ones that set him up, set yeah, him up. Run off Maybe him. once in a while shoot a jumper, but he was more than that. The mm. hardest thing for NBA teams is go from a not winning to kind of building out their draft picks, building out the players that they're going to keep and kind of building a good team. You see the progression in how you was playing. Like, you was getting better, you was becoming a better scorer. Then you get Don Nelson, mm. you know, one of the most historic coaches. I love his philosophy because his philosophy is run up and down and let's get going. 
you start seeing it change. Y'all start adding BD and, and Monte and, and Stack Jack and all these guys. Tell us the transition of how when it was like you and Gilbert, y'all was playing together and it was the start of it to the point where it started changing for the franchise. I always felt like, you know, in Golden State, if we just got a team, the fans go crazy. Yeah. They always showed up, you know, especially when Gil started playing more, you know, he was just doing his thing. And then, of course, he did what he did and got to Washington, made his money. Yeah. And then I'm back to square one. Yeah. You know, they drafting guys at my position, but I'm showing up every year, getting better, getting better. Then once Don came, that was my fifth coach in six years. Yeah. Man. So Don came, we, we ended up trading for BD, ended up trading for Stagjack, Al Harrington. Monte was coming to his own. We drafted him in the second round. And it's just opened up my game. Transition, throw the ball out, let's run. Yeah. And that just made it easier for me. And, and you get to see the transition you know, of being a losing franchise and having that losing mentality to, hey, let's start winning some games. Yeah. Let's, start, let's start doing this, let's start changing our attitude. Let's start getting guys up in here that had the same common goal. So it was an easy transition for me because I always wanted to win. You know, yeah. coming from a winning program mm -hmm. in college, I didn't want to stay down there and kept on right. losing and stuff yeah. like that. So it was easier to just, to just go in and just like, hey, I know who BD is. He be the man. Yeah. Right, you know. How different was that for y'all? Because everybody talks about his unorthodox man, ways and how he does bro. things a little different, but it, obviously it works. And he it was a, one of the all-time winningest coaches ever. But talk he, about how you guys viewed him from y'all perspective. When you say game. like a, a player's coach, that's what Don is, man. Like we'll come to practice and he he could see things that are getting stagnant. He'd be like bigs versus small. And you literally playing against your bigs versus your guards. And right. so it's funny, your guard, your bigs <laughs> are trying to play point guard. And yeah, right. they do it. Just, they and it made practice fun. He was so innovative doing different things differently. I mean, it was times where he knew we needed a day off, so he'll come to practice like, hey, y'all run practice. And he'd have a cigar, two beers in his hand, his dog going to watch a baseball game, and we'll leave practice. That's hilarious. And we run in practice, and we, we hold each other accountable, man. And that was the coolest thing about it. Like, he got on you, but he also knew when guys needed a mental break. And that was yeah, the coolest key. part about that's it. Key, that's key, You know how long the seasons are, man. You just need those days sometimes just to have a fun practice. I want to ask you about, uh, he don't get a lot of credit, Monte Ellis. Like, how straight out of high school, yeah. straight from Mississippi, country boy. Yeah. But just how good he is. And, you know, he's a guard coming straight out of high school that was to the league. And, how fast and how high he can jump, man. how he can score that, <laughs> that basket. Yeah. Like, tell us about Monte. It was the same thing with Monte. He was just, you know, he was a little undersized, mm -hmm. uh, coming in, still the era of two guards like mm -hmm. us, but he was always a worker. He always worked. And I used to tell him, like, man, stay with you, know your game. Yeah. Forget to shooting these threes, hit that mid-range. He was a killer in the mid-range. And you could see, like, he was going to be really special in our league because yeah. his speed, his quickness, athleticism, you just couldn't stop it. And so for him, he just worked and worked and worked and he got his chance and he just took off with it. I want to talk about that We Believe team and that going into that series against the Mavs. Like, cause I can remember like I, at that time, my coach was Mark Aguirre. He was my yeah. assistant coach. Now he know Don Nelson. He played for him forever. He had a relationship with him. I remember him saying, 
that he had spoken to him. And like this before y'all see series even started, but like I can remember back when it got to like game when y'all about to win, he was like, he got these motherfuckers. Like he's yeah. Don said he was gonna get them and he said he got these. <laughs> like just talk about like, you know, y'all mindset as a team and what Nelly's game plan was, because that was really the reason that y'all was able to take him out was the was the scheme that he yeah. put in and the way he had y'all attack them. Talk about how y'all mentality was going into that. Well, before even the We Believe team came, we always played Dallas really close. We either almost beat them or close to beating them before Baron, Stack, all them guys came. Once they came and Nelly came, we knew we had a key because Nelly literally, he taught Dirk everything he know. He, he gave burped. Dirk his moves. Yeah. <laughs> so our game plan was go put somebody smaller on him, which is Steven Jackson, get up in him, make him go right, and once he spin, there better be somebody there to take the ball from him. Yeah. And if you go back and watch those games, he could not do that move because he was normally going right and he was spinning back right. He was spinning back away. with the fade. Every time he got there, it was a steal. Every time. And we knew all their plays because it was the same set Don was running because yeah. Avery took the sets from Don. Yeah. And so for us, it was a cheat code to the test. And so on top of that, we just we were dogs. Right. We, we go talk shit. We go out there and play hard and we go just... It was banging on dudes. We were banging, you know, <laughs> stack jack and bear how they get down. So it was easy for us to go out there and just, you know, just be us. Tell us how the fans was, the movement that we believe, like how hype it was, how the city Especially was. Especially the Bay. Going. The Bay got the some Bay, great fans. Anyway. They got the they got the greatest fans on earth, man. And we knew that fans were gonna be excited because at the time we were we haven't been in the playoffs for 13 or 14 yeah. years or something like that. So mm -hmm. he was hungry, man. Yeah. And we started making that push to making it to the playoffs. And then once that playoffs came, the city just took fire. Even on the away games, we could just, it was crazy. And then that first home game, I had never seen anything like that, bro. It was like two hours before the game, the arena sold out and everybody on their feet already. Like, <laughs> I'm coming out to warm up and the stadium is like somebody just dunk or something. Ah, oh, it's like, yo. I'm like, man, I hope the first shot I take is not an air ball, bro. That's how crazy the, the energy was in that arena. How was it to get traded for the first time? That's the worst feeling ever, bro. Hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Not who we all agree. That's, it the is the worst. It's, that's when you know it's a business. Yeah. And so for me, I knew I was going to be traded because Monte was coming into his own, which is like little brother to me. Cool. I was the big paycheck. He was a small paycheck, and he was about to be a really good player. Um, but I wanted to make sure that we we make a trade that helped me out. Don't put me back in a situation where I just came out of where mm -hmm. we built something up and now we starting back over. And well, for, yeah, <laughs> don't get a phone call. <laughs> Nobody's talking to you, and you seeing it on the ticker like everybody else. Like, damn, I don't need hey, no respect at all, bro. I stayed in position. Love me like that, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it hurt. It hurt you, bro. It really do hurt you. But then you realize it's a business, man. And then. You just go and you keep on, you still getting your checks. You still playing the NBA. Where, do you remember where you were? Were you like, you know what I'm saying, you chilling at the crib or you out somewhere with people? When you yeah, see I was out at dinner, bro. And my agent calling me like, yo, they not answering the calls. Like, what you mean they answer the calls? They said, we go orchestrate a trade, put me in a good situation. And then you just see this, the, the ticker. Doo -doo. Bobcats, like, Bobcats, bro, what? The Bobcats. <laughs> we got to start Man, all the way over. The Bobcats, <laughs> like, all the way over. Starting all the way over, bro. Just made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> all the way over, man. And you out the dinner, you was like, check, please. Oh, I'm, it was heated. Fact, shots, please. Goddamn. Was, was Mike with the Bobcats? Mike was with the Bobcats. He was just coming what was your in. First, what was your first introduction or your first walk in with Mike? It was a phone call. I was actually at the airport on my way um, 
down to Charlotte. He called me, and I'm just like, I'm heated. I'm still mad. You know, <laughs> Mike, man. I'm telling him, winning this person, you know, the greatest. Hey, man, I'm a winner, bro. <laughs> he's like, he's like, motherfucker, who you think I am? <laughs> but you know, just coming off of just all those years of losing at Golden State, you finally get it there, and then yeah. you're gone. Now you starting back over. But he's like, man, just come in. We go work hard. We gonna figure this out. I'm not a loser. We gonna figure this out. How was it? I remember this shit when you got to Charlotte. How was it for you to get there and lead the league in three-point field goals made that year? Man, it was as that known was, as a known athlete, dunker, yeah. and all of that stuff Driver. that you've been labeled as. That was a huge accomplishment, man. Because, like I said, I didn't play guard until I got to Michigan State. I was always power forward center because I could jump, but I just kept on working on my shooting. Um, when I was at Michigan State, going into my sophomore year to get better, I knew I had to learn how to shoot, and so I was putting up a thousand shots a day. A thousand shots a day. And then once I got to the league, it went from a thousand shots a day to a thousand make a day. Mm -hmm. So I just kept on working on my shooting and then, you know, to go to Charlotte and, and lead a, the NBA and three-pointers made that season, man, that was a huge accomplishment for me. Tell us about the game you had 34 against Boston, the big three. And, you know, when you were losing 10, because, like, <laughs> like, we won 18 out of 82 with Cleveland, and we beat the Lakers, Shaq and Kobe and Cleveland. Like, like a championship. You, you just get one of them right. games, it's just the championship. But how was that game? I remember that game being a hype game. Well, you know what, man? That was a game I knew I had to make up to my teammates. We had just played Boston the month before, and I turned the ball over at the end. Ray got the ball, hit a three to win the game. Mm -hmm. Goddamn, I remember that. that <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I told my teammates, man, like, I owe y'all this one. That one's on me. And they so when I got on y'all too, yeah, <laughs> We got the Boston, I went to work on them, man. You know, when you play against those guys like that, man, the big three, they were, you know, winning the championship, you get up for those games. And I knew I owe one to my teammates because we should have beat them in Charlotte. So I just went out there and went to work on them, man. Another trade coming, you go to Phoenix. You get traded to Phoenix. Did, did, did that make you feel better in the Maybe, Man, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, finally, I'm going to Phoenix, Shaq out there, Steve out there, Grant Hill. Like, I'm going to a winning team, finally. Yeah. How was your experience playing with Steve, you know what Amazing, that, man. Hey, please talk about it. Man, you know what? The, My the man first Stevie. couple of days playing with Steve, man, I was, I was getting turnovers because <laughs> He literally just throw the ball this way, this way, and I'm bobbling it. So yeah. I'm like, man, I got to run through the lane, you know, and I haven't used to a point guard that's just always passing. So I realized, like, every time I cut, just always look for the ball because he, he is going to get to you. If you're open, it's going to get to you. One of my favorite little setups that Steve used to do is, like, you know, he always on the fly, always whipping, and you you just, we always on the wings and shit. Steve, you come full speed ahead at you and hand that bitch to yeah. you and screen your man. <laughs> and you bucking that. You know what I'm talking about? The, he, the way he would do it, he would do it in a way that where you got all the space and everything and the man gonna have to knock his ass over. Like, yeah. he, he even got a couple offensive fouls here and there because the people would be, mm -hmm. they started to know that he would do that. But, bro, first couple times he did that, I was like, Damn, I'm like, yeah. like he'd come full speed ahead of you. You kind of like, hold up. Then he handed yeah. it to you and stepped there. You like, damn, okay. Bam. Yeah. Started hitting that bit. He yeah. said, it's it's a layup. I said, yo, this boy Stevie was, he was sick with it. He was. How was uh Shaq personality on, <laughs> on the team? Cause you know, Shaq is just a the big cactus yeah, thing. Yeah, one of the funniest dudes <laughs> I know, man. It how was, did he take care of you? Because we was Clippers, and he, he always looked after us. But how did he just look out and always was like a big brother? He just always talked to you about different things, man, always encouraged you. That was the craziest thing about I didn't know about Shaq. He, he was like an encouraging person, man. 
He was telling you, like, hey, man, you open, shoot the ball, bro. But leave the rebounds for me. <laughs> he get the rebounds. We, but he was always just, you know, telling you to do certain things, man. For me, I always wanted to know what Kobe was doing. Yeah. And I always used to pick his brain. And even though they kind of had their little thing, he'd tell me, hey, man, he was doing A, B, and C. Really? God damn, I don't know if I could do that. Getting up at four in the morning, working out, all this stuff. But it was crazy just learning all the things I learned from him on, you know, what it takes to be a winner. I know Q can say this because he lived in Phoenix. But I spent a, a year and a half in Phoenix. Going from Golden State, going to Charlotte, how was the living in Phoenix? Oh, Phoenix it was, is oh, one night of my day, favorite man. places to it live was It was night and day, bro. <laughs> that was one of the best stops. Been one of the best cities, man. Just, you know, the sun all the time is warm. And we from the Midwest, so yeah. when you're driving home yeah. from practice and you looking at Cactus and mountains, yeah. like, like this was, we, back. I yeah. for real felt like I'm on vacation. Yes, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Plus that first month I was staying at the damn, whatever, the Paradise Valley, like the yeah. Four Seasons or whatever, yeah. till I got my crib. So it was like, we golf courses, everything yeah. is a resort over here. Resort. Yeah. I felt like I was for real on vacation for like the whole first six months. Then when it got like, they started talking about it's cold. I was looking around like, cold. cold. Like, well, you still got cold. shorts like, on. I was put on a hoodie and still have shorts right. on out here. Like, what you mean? Yeah. I was like, yo, this is this is nice. Now you get traded to Orlando. How was Orlando for man, He came on over here with yeah. the room, man. You yeah. know, we was over there waiting me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he came back with heat up. He shot. Yeah. Heat up. <laughs> <laughs> Turk. Turk. One of the funniest teammates, man. Yeah. Turk don't care, bro. <laughs> he showed up with Turk. That was the yeah. best, dog. Because <laughs> they, they got rid of Vince. For, Vince was in that trade. Yeah. We lost Vince. But then them two, dog, Turk and him got there. <laughs> yes, sir. Was Stan still there? Stan was yeah. still there. Stan was still there. How was Stan Van Gundy? I think Stan was great, man. Stan was one of my favorite coaches, man. Stan knew what he was doing, man, but... Them practices, boy. The knee pads, <laughs> cute. Yeah, they long. The so Stan brought the knee pads with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> he had them too. Like he, he adopted that. You know, Stan was like, Stan was smart. You saw that was like, I ain't trying to lose dudes to games to yeah. bumping their knees neither. He had the same shit. Whether you wear them or not, you got to in these practices. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Come in and shoot around, knee pads that's sitting up. there like, knee oh, pads up. bro. Like, oh, <laughs> we, about to go, we about to go live. Like, that's when that's when you know it's a bullshit day. When he's when you come in to shoot around and them knee pads sitting there and he say knee pads up, because motherfuckers will lead him down like we chilling. <laughs> and then, like, to a certain point, like, you're, you're trying to trick him. Like, all right, we're going to leave these shits down, down. y'all. Everybody out down. So he don't make it go down. He be like, at a certain point, he be like, all right, knee pads up. We like, oh. <laughs> Patrick Ewing, he passed. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that used to be the worst, bro, when they get to doing that shit. Who did you come up with, like, watching? Who was your guys that you was like, yeah, I want to be like that. That's why I want to hoop. Dominique Wilkins, man. Dominique. Dominique that windmill Wilkins. was, it, that windmill windmill was crazy. just like that. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Tell me about that one, the one dunk contest, bro, where y'all was spinning the wheel and had to do all that foolishness. Because this is one thing I always remember about that dunk contest. Every time he came up, I was like, bro, if he spin a one-legged dunk, I'm it's, done. It's, he done, because he not, he's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, he is the ultimate two-foot, I'm about to... Whew, 
But like yep. if it come to one foot, he become like almost average. He still got I was average. But it wasn't like you're not about to get like an all-time spin yeah. off one leg. Look, and I remember like, how did you feel about that? Was you like, ah? Oh. The will was a cool idea, but it was bad at the same time. Yeah. Like Steve Francis get a, I think, 10 yeah, he, he couldn't palm the ball, so he had to do a 360 off of one leg. He couldn't palm the ball. We then we got to dunk me and Gerald Wallace. We had to jump from the free throw line. I'm there near at the dotted line, still couldn't get it. <laughs> and so my one spin I got, it was spinning, it was like one peg left, and it would have went to Dr. J, one leg dunk, but it stayed on Dominique dunk. Wilkins, yeah. That actually helped me win the dunk right, contest. Yeah. I was like, okay, I know every dunk he done, it's good. And so it was windmill. a windmill, it was easy. <laughs> Did you ever, like, when you was younger, did you ever do anything different? Like, you know, our era, we dudes was doing hella calf rages on the, on the that, stairs bro. or walking None in the that. jump. So you just None. started just jumping out the gym out of nowhere. I had a brother, nowhere. man, that was actually, my brother about 6'4". He jumped higher than me, man. Mm. And he used to touch, touch the top of the bat boy. So like it was just in y'all gym. Just in the gene pool, man. Which is yeah. why your son going yeah. crazy like yeah. that. He's jumping higher than I was at that age right now. And the stuff he's doing is crazy because his brother is left-handed. So he does everything left-handed. Mm. As far as like, you know, right-handed do a 360 this way. He do 360 against the grain. The opposite way. And he can't do it the other way. I'm like, and I'm trying to figure it out. My wife was like, you know, because yeah. he's following Jason. Everything is left-handed. Yeah. It's like, that's crazy. Sometimes your body just naturally just feel good doing it that yeah. way than the other way. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, who are your top five dunkers and putting your name in it and what number you feel that you are in the top five? Ooh, man. Because you in the top five. Man, I appreciate that, fellas. I, I don't even think I'm in the top five, to be honest <laughs> with you, man. I definitely got to put Vince at one. Um, Zach Levine is two, man. Mm. Zach crazy. He's crazy <laughs> with it. <laughs> Dominique three. Aaron Gordon, man. Aaron I, Gordon, I was gonna say, hey, AG. I, I'm gonna let him talk about this right now. That dunk he did over the mascot is the greatest Ooh, dunk ever, was, bro. Bro, I was in person. <laughs> That's, That's one crazy, of the, bro. That, people don't understand, that mascot was six. It's he yeah. was on the hoverboard the Hoverboard, yeah. and he literally takes out it, man, the greatest dunk ever, bro. <laughs> and then five, I'm missing somebody, man. Who am I missing? And I, it's not even me, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I think it's, uh, who am I missing? Nate won the most. Nate, Nate won the most. It was somebody else I'm missing big time, bro. I'm about to put Jordan there. That's who I'm missing. Okay. Oh, I thought you already said MJ. Yeah. That's said MJ. Vince, That's Vince. Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. Dominique. Dominique. Oh, yeah, he did. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. And MJ. Yeah. MJ. And Shout I'm out six. to that list, I put myself man. out right outside the list. I'm six. Shout out to that list. That's what's up. What was your favorite dunk on? Because you got a couple of bodies that, a not a couple yeah. of bodies, but a lot of, of bodies. First of all, can we just talk about how, 42 or 43? I'm, I'm 43. 43 years old. He's still catching bodies right now <laughs> in the big three, bro. Like, this is the That's insanity it. of it all. Man set out a year, a whole year with a bad knee, and how many years later this man still catching bodies? Boy, you remember I, I hit you on the one. I said, hold up, dog. This man just did a windmill in the big three. I said, man, get the fuck out of here. Jamie still This ain't right. right. Who, who is your, your favorite body you done called in the league? Man, I'm probably going to say the one on Bradley, man. Sean Bradley. Bradley. Sean Bradley. Yeah, he got something to come. He caught a couple bodies on yeah. Sean Bradley. Yeah, I, I ain't never Bradley dunk on twice. him. Yeah. I can't say that one. <laughs> I called Bradley twice. How how was that for you? Because you know, 
If you're a donkey, you love them seven foot boys. You love them you seven just, footer. <laughs> just get on them. Explain the whole play to us. So for, we were playing against Dallas, and I think we we're up one or down one. Cliff Robson, on Cliff, man, Uncle shoot a Cliff. shot. It comes off. Bradley goes to try to get it, and I just take it. <laughs> I'm falling on top of him. He literally elbowed me. I'm on the ground. I'm just screaming because I know the game over with. Yeah. <laughs> How is it to see your son, like, Falling in love with basketball and and progressing and and two on the rich boys the, the abilities <laughs> that he he's having because you know we always pray for our son to kind of yeah. fall in love with this game that that did so much for us right my my both of my son my oldest son man he's been like that since he was two three years old he just always just in basketball everything just ingrained in basketball where my youngest son he never really liked it. Mm -hmm. And so he always used to like dinosaurs. He go pick some rocks. He always did something crazy, but he get all my athleticism. Yeah. And then my oldest one, where everybody expect him to be, because he named after me. They think he has that athleticism. He does have athleticism, but it's not what my younger one has. Yeah. But my older one has stuff that I can never do, and probably still can't do to this day. He's a really good shooter. He's a point guard. Really ball handler, high basketball IQ. Yeah. So when you go see him and everybody talking about him, you expect to see me, but. He's yeah. actually his own player. Yeah. Which my younger that. one, he's more like me, but a lot, a lot more. I just always love seeing the former homies because you know I got my little shorties coming through. I tell everybody I'm how Windermere on fire in like eight <laughs> years. They're gonna be coming three on um, back to back, back to back. TJ, QJ, Cruz, yeah. all one year, the same age from each other. It's gonna be on. Tell us about like how proud are you of Draymond Green and him. Being from the same place you're from, uh, went to Michigan State, uh, all the success he had in the in the league, and you know all the connections that y'all had. Again. How proud are you? How far somebody he's come, from? Man, seeing it, the pictures of his body early on, everything. And, you know, man. like yeah. I mean, from you know, like we come from the same city. Both went to Michigan State. Both get drafted to Golden State. State yeah, it's just a very eerie feeling, similar feeling, but. You know, for his career to do what it is, right is what it is right now. I definitely think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, uh, won championships, Defensive Player of the Year, won gold medals. Yeah, it's just always good. Second to see round pick, second round pick, like yeah. beat any type of every type every, of odd, every type of hundred million dollar contract, all of that. Man. He got all of the boxes checked, all the yeah. boxes checked, man, and, and especially. It's like a little brother, so yeah, you couldn't be any more prouder than seeing somebody from your own town who looked up to you, who wore 23 because of you, yeah. having that much success. Now I love it too, cause it's the underdog too. It Nobody is. expected that, he's a second rounder. He wasn't, it, I didn't expect him to be as good as he was. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he worked his ass off, changed his body around yeah. and made himself into a, like you say, a hall of fame, a champion. What's crazy about it though, with Draymond, he was going to Kentucky with Tubby Smith. You know, Kentucky had those down years of Tubby Smith. Michigan State didn't even have a scholarship for him. Yeah. They, they one kid that he was supposed to go to Michigan State, he committed to him, but never signed a national letter of intent. The scholarship opened for him, and Draymond ended up taking that scholarship. That's Man, crazy. That's dope. That's, that's dope. That's dope. If you had four other teammates that you didn't play with in, NBA, in the NBA, which you didn't have a lot of teammates, who is the four other players that you'll pick that you'll make your 
ultimate team with. You're going to be putting the bracket now. Yeah, for real, teams man. Now. You're going to be putting oh, the bracket. Put something nice up because he got some got, guys. I got to play with Shaq, so put Shaq definitely there. Okay. Oh, man. I got to put, man, you know what? I'm going to move myself. Yeah, I'll put Steve. Steve Nash, point guard. Baron Davis will play the two, so I got two ball handles right there. Okay. Put myself at the three. Man, it depends, man. Cause I got, man, you got Dwight, you still got Omari, you still got Grant. Omari, Shaq, you, BD. Oh, Just man. for the fit, yeah, Amari probably. Yeah, we would like, have to be Amari, man. We have to be Amari. That's tough. That's a tough. That's, that's, that's tough. a tough fight. That's tough. Hey, this is the question I want to know from him because I know a little something about my boy over here. This say this question ain't got nothing to do with you know. We all took care of mom and the family, this, that, and third. But I know he a car dude, so this is gonna be a good <laughs> question for him. When you got that bag, where you got comfortable, and you know you was like. <laughs> Jay Rich about to do something nice for Jay Rich. This yeah. ain't got nothing to do with all smart and frugal. This yeah. was something like you that you might look back on now, like what the hell I was doing. But like at the time, it was everything. What did you spend the bag on when you was when you first got the bag? Yeah, or the, the first, the, the first, first thing, the, the first big purchase. Like what was the Cadillac first? Cadillac Escalade from three ten. Three one no. Three one no. He got the him and Gil. They got the. They got the forty thousand dollar truck that costs one hundred and fifty. They got the forty dollar. They got the forty thousand dollar truck that costs one hundred and fifty. Hell yeah. We didn't going up there. We all riding off the lot. I'm excited, man. I remember I first getting that mug. Before I even, I called my mother before I even got the lot. Yeah, I just bought an Escalade. Man, that thing was probably like almost like you said, a forty thousand a car worth one hundred and seventy five. <laughs> with this taxes from boy, the, they the had sway lines, sway lines up, TVs in the back, and first, first floors. And I said, look, we, this is a gangster thing about me and my boy. We always kept it a hundred percent thorough, bro. We went and did the most bootleg version of 310 you could ever have. I'm talking about, bro, all these L.A. people going to know what I'm saying. We went to Al and Ed's Auto Sound in Marine Del Rey. Right. Yeah. Had the whole joints, the flip up yeah. things come out. We had everything that y'all had basically. But <laughs> do you hear me? Way bust, got our, we got honey spoke rims from, from a hood dude. Yeah. We were homie Marvin hooked us up with a hood dude. He had gold, had gold D's on that we, we had, and I'm talking, our trucks was the toys. They were twin trucks. I had a white one, he had a black one. He was on gold trim, I had chrome. Bro, we ain't even get nowhere near that 70,000, 60,000. Yeah. We done went the straight hood where he we got all enough. type of speakers in his head. Like, 612. Yeah, he was beat up. I'm talking about he, he had everything that y'all would have wanted and everything. We just, look, we was like, I'm not paying that shit for no damn Escalade. Yeah, <laughs> My mama was like, fuck no. Nah. <laughs> uh, start bench trade. You got to start one, you got to bench one, you got to trade one. Man, it's hard. James Harden. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Ooh. Man, that is tough. <laughs> man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, man, I'm gonna start PG, man. I'm a PG fan. I'm bring Kawhi and I, I had to trade James, man. Another one, Kevin Durant, Dominique Wilkins and who else did I have? 
don't matter. You already said Dominique. Just, that's his favorite player. His favorite so player, but I mean, I'm, I'm going with KD, though. Uh, I ain't no dummy, though. We talking about GM. I'm, I'm starting KD. Nick got to come off the bench. Whoever else is getting traded, unless it's unless they're just a straight killer. You talk about Jordan or somebody. But. <laughs> I'm trying to find another three score. <laughs> but that's cool. Tell me about this because I remember this from the um, y'all played the rookie and sophomore game. You a sophomore now. Y'all playing against Boozer now, <laughs> and you and your groove. What made you just hit him in the face with the ball? <laughs> And then, then just pull. <laughs> you gonna bring some stuff up, man. My kids watch, playing watch, with hit. No, watching too much street ball. That's what it watch was. Too much it, was one it was and one. It was and one mistake coming nope, off, man. Subscribe to that, bro. I swear, <laughs> Boozer was pissed, bro. We would have fought. We would have fought. I don't care who it was. I, hey, bro, Boozer came back down. I said, boy. You both the fucked him up. As soon as anybody in the history of that, when I first ever saw that play, I was like, bro, I would never in my life be hitting the face with the ball. I don't, it's not cool. You gonna hit me in the like face that. and go to do that, and I'm gonna dive on your head. I said, bro, no more basketball. At the you know what? At, at the time, man, I'm telling you, like I know Carlos. We was McDonald's all American. Yeah. It's no disrespect. Yeah, and it still ain't nothing. We we talk yeah. and see each other now. It was just it man, was a street ball a good move, guy, man. man. Yeah. yeah, he's a great dude. It was a street ball move. With no disrespect, but like you said. It was me, yeah. I, I'd have probably swung on me. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Look, that was like that. I didn't. Anytime I see it on any level, I'm like, that play should just be bad. Like that's not rolling with the real. We don't. It's gonna be some. Well, that's a wrap, man. We had to come chop it up with my, you know, my brother from another. We rich boys over here. Jay Rich in the building. You know what I'm saying? It, I get mistaken for him more than anybody else. Jay Rich, you would not all good, but we got Jay Rich in the building, y'all. Pull up. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. theplayerstribute.com.